up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Let's Do a Podcast. I'm Ryan. I'm Anthony. And uh, this is the last, the last cage fest for Oh, say it ain't now. so. I know. It's, say it ain't so. You know what? I'm actually going to say something that I thought I would never say. This has been the best cage fest ever. It's been premium cage action going on here. I will say I'm, that for sure. Yeah, I feel like out of all the years, we had a good mix of crap and good. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with this one. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, I don't want to get too far into talking about the movie yet. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to be like, oh, Cage, you know, we're, we're, we're finally done with it. Yes. It, I feel like we, we are going to leave it with a banger. And uh, yeah. So let, let's get talking about beer. Oh, yeah, it's always funny. We always go into Cage Fest with such high hopes. And then uh, there's years where we just come out thoroughly dispirited. And we're like, why do we celebrate uh, this <laughs> Clearly incredible actor, um, and, uh, but we have our doubts sometimes, but uh, this year is not one of those years. I have no doubts that he's still one of my favorites, so, but not to, not to get too much into what this movie is. Yeah. This movie right here, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, I've enjoyed it, so yeah. Yeah, it, it is Cage funny Fest all that, the way. Like... We will be doing Cage Fest 2024. Yes, absolutely, and who kn- I'm, I'm excited to see what he'll give us. For the 2024 cage fest yeah, um, hell, who knows maybe we'll get to do renfeld next year mm-hmm. maybe oh. um yeah it is funny i i think it was last year or two years ago something like that we were like we're gonna do one every single week and i think after the second week we're like I, we can't do it because we just picked yeah. really really bad ones just two two back back and i was just like i can't do every week <laughs> I think after that, that's when we gave up on trying to do only the free Nicolas Cage movies. And we're like, we'll pay for some of these movies. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was actually one of her. Uh, luckily, we, we watched this one for free. But at first I was looking for it. And I couldn't find it. I was like, I think I paid for every single Nicolas Cage movie this month. But I didn't. For this I think one. about it. Yeah. I found it for free. Uh, anyways. OK, let, let's let's get on to the beer. Uh, Anthony, what are you drinking today? You know, I didn't even pull this up on uh, uh, on Untapped, but uh, it's got a picture of a horse on it. it. Looks like it came from this movie. It does look <laughs> but, like it came uh, from this movie. Yeah, uh, but this is a little 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 IPA I bought from a place called Martin House. It's the same brewery I had a beer from last week, um, but this is called Battle Horse. It's an eight percent ABV IPA. Um, whose details I do not know because I didn't look it up. So I'm going to look that up really quick and uh, let Ryan talk about his beer. Yeah, that's fine. I, I, listen, we always forget to look something up. Um, so I'm all today too. <laughs> uh, mine is. Uh, oh my gosh. I I don't I don't know how to say this word. The name of this brewery. I'm totally blank. Like I I see it right here. I'm reading it. Benedictine, oh. Benedictine. I, I thought that was wrong. Benedictine, like the uh, like the uh, monks. Yes. So this is actually from that brewery that uh, is owned, ran, and brewed by monks uh, that we went to. I think I talked about it a couple of weeks ago, where 
we went there and the beer was amazing. So I was trying to figure out what to drink today. I was like, you know what? I really want to have one of these beers that we bought a while ago. So it's their pale ale. I pulled up on, of course, untapped. It is 6.7 APV, 45 IBU. Average rating is 3.76. I did have this at the brewery off tap. So I'm excited to see what it tastes like through the bottle. Um, but yeah, this this place is super cool. It's very small. It's like out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, everything's a view too. Like it was so so pretty of just like sitting outside, and you could just see like mountains, and it was just so so pretty. And the beer, it's blessed beer. So how can it not be good, right? Yeah, right. So I'll go ahead and get mine poured, and uh, now Anthony can give us his uh facts about his beer yeah apparently i gave you all the details that are available on this beer uh the only other oh. additional information i have is that the rating on untap for battle horse from martin house brewing is 3.92 um and it's an american ipa uh made with chinook hops which i've had those in a blend uh of something else before so curious to see how this one goes hmm. so yeah let me the... crack this one open there's not much details uh, there's not much details online about this beer either. So it's like, I just go based off of the, the bottle, but the bottle doesn't really give anything either. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, all I know is it's blessed beer and it smells delicious. That's for sure. Yeah. That's what about this can like. art though. Yeah. Martin House killing it again with like the just ridiculous can art. Battle horse. Right. So I mean, it looks so clear. Like it looks so good. I'm I'm so excited. So excited. What? Mm-hmm. Excited. Oh. All right. So you had a few. You had a sip. Tell us what you think about the beer. It's an American IPA. It's classic American IPA flavor. I was actually wondering if it had kind of uh, with its color there. I was wondering if it's going to have uh, a little bit of that caramel flavor of uh kind of almost like a lager style instead of just an ale style um it's got a little bit of that like almost like a red uh, ipa a little bit but it's uh, uh the flavors are very very good <clears throat> man this beer is just as good as whenever i had it wherever we went um i think what's really cool about this place too is they also uh, do their own hops. So they literally do everything. So they, they grow the hops, then they brew the beer and, you know, are they, I think they say, I think it's like on their wall where it says like, we, we bless or we pray during every like aspect of the, the brewing process. And it's like, that's, that's why it's so good. Hmm. Beer with Jesus. <laughs> Uh, is it which one is this? Is this Black Habit or the Farmhouse Ale or what do we got from this? Which one is this one? Hiatus. Hiatus. Mm-hmm. Oh, Haustus. Haustus. Oh, well, that's close. <laughs> <clears throat> but find, I'm trying to find it here because I'm really curious what the flavors are on the, on this on this guy here. It's yeah. light, effervescent, yeasty bread. Does it taste like bread? I guess so. It de- it smells like it could be. Yeah, and tart. See, none of that pulled up on mine. Huh. 
Because really, I was looking around to see if like anybody that checked it in maybe gave some sort of notes, but everybody kind of just checked it in and didn't put any notes. So. Yeah, everybody's lazy, just like just like I am. I, yeah, I, I was don't put say, notes like on myself me. either. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's only I. I was looking on the computer. They don't have the flavor profiles on the computer. They only have it on the phone app. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah I have untapped right here on my side, so that's what I usually use. Yeah, that's why I was, I was when I was trying to describe the flavor. I was, I was like, I don't have my I don't have my crutch. Uh, for for the battle battle horse here, man. Okay, well that's good to know. So look up through the phone, not the computer. Might get more information. Uh, anyways, so yeah, so uh, this is delicious. I could go through this super quick, but I'm gonna make it last for the episode. So of course we'll give our ratings on our beers. Um, at the end we've we've I think we've done it every single time. I'm very proud of us. We're doing pretty good. Yeah, I think we've actually like hit every little segment that we like to do. I, I think we're doing great. So, yeah. I'm just looking at this. I'm just looking at the flavor profile for Battle Horse and I'm just like not getting all of it here. So it's like hoppy, piney, uh crisp, malty and orange. I got the maltiness. I got the hoppiness. Piney and orange, maybe not so much crisp, yes. I don't know where the orange is coming from. Yeah, it's, sometimes it's so funny whenever you read it and it's like, oh, here's the profile and it's all this stuff. And you're like, I taste my, grapefruit. That's it. Like, <laughs> my, it's like my palate sucks, I guess. Yeah, I, I wonder that, too. Uh, we actually went to a tap house today because we had a little lull in between things that we needed to do. So we we're like, oh, let's, let's go get like one beer. So we went. I was just chatting with the, the beer tender and. um he he was like you gotta try this and <laughs> it looks just like you yeah it's uh, like a stunning resemblance <laughs> perfect i can't wait for somebody to turn that into screenshot a meme or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah anyway so i tried this stout that was a pistachio stout and sounds pretty good yeah he was just like have you had one before i'm like no i was like i wouldn't even think about that really so he gave me a little taster. Oh my god, it was so good. It was so sweet. Um, a so from the menthol in there, they yeah. have uh, mint, uh, mint pistachio. Ugh, no thanks. I can't do mint stuff. Mm. But luckily, my mom's coming up uh, in a few weeks, and she actually drinks stouts and stuff. So it's like, okay, now I can buy a few stouts because I can't drink them by myself. Yeah. Um, well, it's like yeah, like you have a longer stout season up there. I'm jealous. Yeah, I mean, it's 49 right now. Like, this is, yeah. like, the, ho the hottest it's been in a while. Uh, yeah, yeah we're gonna... down here, like, 85 degrees outside. So. Yeah. <laughs> I saw yesterday was a like, warm I'm day. Wearing, I'm wearing running shorts right now. That's how warm it is outside, so... Yeah, this week, yeah, this is, like... It's gonna be, like, high 40s all week. I'm like, cool, I can still drink dark beers. I love Jealous. it, though. I love it. Jealous. So anyways, uh, let's talk about events. I actually have some that I'll talk about real quick. I'm excited because I actually found something. Bad part is this website does not have them organized. So I might be all over the place. Are they, uh, uh, they might, may not be organized, but are they organized? They're organized. <laughs> so dumb. Um, <laughs> I have the best jokes. The best. The best jokes. So uh, in Mount... So this is the Mount Hood Meadows Spring Brew Fest happening March 25th. Um, it 
I, there's not a ton of information off this website, but it pretty much it just says there Mount Hood Meadows is proud to present the Spring Brew Fest live music and pre-fest brunch. Mm. Uh, live music. The cost is $16 if you buy online. 19 at the door. It comes with a mug, four tasters, and raffle tickets. Uh, you can get a special, which is special brews and a buffet option for $38. Uh, Get me up. <laughs> and I'll post the link to that in the show notes. Also, of course, Friday is St. Patrick's Day. Um, oh my goodness. So many events for St. Patrick's Day. Like there's everywhere. So many. I know uh, so popular venues up here are McMinimans, and they're all doing specialty uh, stamps and brews and stuff like that for all over. So we'll be going to one of those that's in town. Also, there's Saturday. It looks like there's so many um, like runs. So there's like the 5K beer run in Oregon for St. Patrick's Day. Mm. Um, I always wanted to do a beer run. Uh, it's It's intriguing to try at least once, but I've also heard people having like a rough time. Cause it's like, instead of like having water on the sides, they have beer on the sides of the race and it can either go really well or really badly. Yeah. I can only drink, like I can only drink alcohol if I'm uh, not doing anything. Like, I don't know how people drink a beer and like, yeah, go for a run or go play sports or something like that. It's just like, I can't do it. Like I need water. So that that makes me think of uh, uh, and uh, let's not forget this. That makes me want to think of uh, talk about the thing of the week is something I want to do. Uh, and it's a it's a running rally where they there is drinking involved. So help me remember that. Oh, so I don't forget. I'll try yeah. to remember. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There is the original Portland Brew Tour on the 18th, March 18th. Sounds interesting. Uh comedy show oh no no never mind okay well i guess that's pretty much all i will share because i'm not gonna scroll yeah. through here and figure comedy it out but now that i found a joke yeah now that i found <laughs> a decent site uh i will actually take time and review and come prepared because i just found this right before we hit the live button so uh nice. so Anyways, so I'll share the calendar, of course, in the show notes for you guys. So if we have any Portland slash Oregon people, they can go find events around. Or Southern Washington, even. Yeah. Yep. Even that. Uh, Northwesterners. (laughs) (laughs) So, Anthony, what do you got for us? So in Northeast Texas, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, we got... Of course, St. Patrick's Day coming up. Uh, so this past weekend, we actually had the Dallas uh, St. Patrick's Day parade. I didn't know they do it a week ahead of time of the actual uh, holiday. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, and I only knew this because uh, I went to Community Brewing. They have Second Saturday uh, where they do uh, yoga every second Saturday of the uh, of, of every month, uh, which they, they do some serious yoga there. I'm still sore from that. And I do yoga on a... 
remotely regular basis not a not a regular basis but uh but uh yeah they it tore my legs up pretty good and they're still trying to recover from like running 26 miles so uh anyways uh but yeah so community uh so i was like oh yeah community is doing their uh st patrick's day, day thing this weekend wrong st patrick's day for community is march 17th through 19th they're doing a full weekend celebration oh, wow. of yeah of st patrick's day so if you're wanting to go to st patrick's day weekend for community go there between march 17th to march 19th they're doing it up for three whole days hell yeah st patrick's day events on the 18th however uh you can go to uh just the ones that i know about shannon brewing of course shannon brewing's gonna do it up i mean it's freaking shannon brewing yeah uh, and uh three nations is doing it up uh oak highlands brewing is doing it up uh, so St. Patrick's Day at all those places. I'm pretty sure there's more uh, places that are doing St. Patrick's Day events. Uh, but yeah, St. Patrick's Day coming up this next this coming weekend. Go head out, check out some of these places here. Community is a huge venue. Uh, Shannon less less big, but if you're in the Keller area, go check them out. They're they're your local local guys there. Three Nations over here over and uh, if you're over towards uh, Addison and all that. Uh, and Oak Highlands, if you're down towards uh, towards uh, the uh, Southwest Dallas. Um, fifth anniversary at Turning Point coming up. Uh, last year, when they did their fourth anniversary, it was a freaking blast. Uh, they did like a whole Star Wars theme thing. I don't know what they're doing for their theme this year for the fifth anniversary at Turning Point, but it's always freaking awesome. I'm pretty sure it's Mario themed. Oh, hell yeah. I have, I have a Luigi costume. I should totally do that. I'm pretty sure that's what I saw. I, 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 I've never been able to go. I've always, always wanted to go. Yeah. But they're doing that on the 18th too. While everybody is celebrating St. Patrick's Day, Turning Point is celebrating their fifth anniversary, uh, which is great. Which it's interesting. I've been here for five years. Did I? Did is it just coincidental that I came here like just at the same time as Turning Point came here? Am, am I? Are we just bonded in that way? I don't know. Maybe I would say so. yes. I would say yes. yes. It must be. It must be. Um, but um, coming up the following weekend, Martin House is celebrating their 10th anniversary. It's like, oh, we've been here five years and then another five years on top of that. So Martin House, your Fort Worth mainstay, uh, celebrating their 10th anniversary. Weekend after that, they are cel- they have the Trouble on the Trinity Part 2 wrestling match. Uh, check it out there at Martin House on the 31st of March. Uh, and then uh, the next day on April 1st, Vector Brewing is celebrating their third anniversary. Wow. I guess I didn't realize how, yeah. Yeah, how lined up that is. Yeah. Um, and then just uh, going up further, Big Texas Beer Fest on April 15th. That's right. It is on tax day. Take your refund and then go and celebrate Big Texas Beer Fest. It's always a great time. Uh, and I just pulled this one out because I'm, I'm going to look at it and see if I can do this fifth annual adult science fair over at Celestial Brewing. Check that out. April 22nd hops and props. I talked about this last week over at the Fort Worth Aviation Museum did this last year on April 29th. Uh, if you want someone to just drone on and on about aviation while they're buzz, maybe drunk, come see me. Uh, on april 29th i will be there uh i'm trying to drag as many people as i can down there uh because it's for a good cause uh it's to it's to raise money for the fort worth aviation uh museum society there so they can get new aircraft uh uh, just kind of like restore and uh promote 
Fort Worth Aviation uh, and uh, Fort Worth Aviation history, which is actually very deep. Uh, and uh, yeah, just just a great organization, a great event. Check it out. Um, yeah. So that's my stuff that I have going on in the Dallas Fort Worth area. A lot of Fort Worth stuff this time, but yeah. Are you going to uh, Big Texas Beer Fest this year? I not as of right now. It's not on my calendar yet. Yeah. If somebody wants to give me a ticket and comp it for me, I'm happy to take it. That's right. <laughs> well, if we have any listeners that do go, please, please hit me up because I see I saw their T-shirt designs this year and I want one so bad. Have yeah, you seen I it? Look at the website this year. Oh. So they posted on their social media and the 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 shirt design is so, so cool. Um. Actually, I can probably look at it real quick, but um, yeah, I I really want to try to find festivals and stuff like that that I want to go to. Like, I mean, for one, I know mm-hmm. there's tons and tons and tons, but um, it's kind of hard to know which ones are worth going to. You know, I mean, it's kind of the same struggle back home though of like, there's always something. Well, it's like you, we have the benefit in the in the Dallas Fort Worth area of just knowing what's legit and what's not because we've just been here for so long, right? Yeah, and I that's that's definitely something that I do miss is like the familiarity, just familiarity of everything. Like actually, we, me and the the wife were talking last night. I was like, I'm ready to find my my brewery up here. Right. So like back home, my my place was Odd Muse. Like I loved Odd Muse. They knew me. Like we all Ooh, excuse me. That was like tight. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was my um my brewery home. And um I kind of just been looking for that up here because it's like I'm I am ready to have a place that i'm like oh yes like this this feels like home or whatever oh my gosh <clears throat> ah, okay i have the shirt oh thank you that's the one you're talking about yes 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 looks pretty dope delicious there i actually saw this the other day yeah so yeah there we go so for the yeah. people at uh watching this is what the shirt is uh so for the people listening it's pretty much like a face on the front of it has like their like where the third eye would be it looks like a tap uh and then it's like i don't know like it's harder to describe all of this awesome yeah, it's like where the hair would be that there's like a there's like a kind of like a pompadour but there's trees coming out of the top of the head there's a skull towards the back of the head which is weird because the head should have a skull in it yeah. um yeah like a texas where the ear should be anyways and the tops uh, coming out of the trees yeah yeah so look up big texas beer fest uh on social media and you should be able to see it it's it's such a cool design it's so unique yeah somebody's um, gonna get that tattooed uh yeah i definitely that that's one that i would be like should i get that tattooed <laughs> um but yeah so anyways um movie time we've, we've already been talking almost 25 minutes and we haven't even gotten to the movie we haven't even touched the movie um so the last cage fest movie of this year we watched knowing 
the 2009 Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> uh, I love, I love disaster movies. Like those are probably in my genre of like favorite types of movies. And so I remember whenever this came out, um, I watched it actually not too, too long before it came out. I mean, cause me and my mom, we would, we just, we watch movies together. That's like just the thing that we do that. I mean, I know we've talked about it whenever we've had her on before. I was just like, that's what she's the one that got me like really deep into movies. And it's always like contact, like these kind of movies where it's just like catastrophic destruction type thing. So mm -hmm. this movie of course catches your eye because that's what this is. So, uh, anyways, plus, I mean, Anthony, it's one of your favorites. It was, it is, wasn't is, uh, one of my two favorite, uh, mid 2000s, well, mid 2000s, one of my two favorite Nicolas Cage movies from the 2000 to 2009 period there, 2000 to 2010, basically. Uh, the, one of my two favorites, the other one being next, uh, which is, I was 50, 50 when we announced, I, I made the decision on air uh which movie we're gonna do next and uh and it was it was like a split decision between this and next which we'll have to do next uh next year um so because that's uh that's another one of my uh i think that one's a little bit less popular uh but uh yeah that's good that's a good one too anyways yes definitely uh, one of my favorites yeah i just looked up next I, yeah i don't think i've ever seen that one so we'll have to yeah. do that uh all right so give us a little synopsis and then We'll chat. Okay. All right. Let me get uh, let me get the, the old uh, pipes ready here. In the fall of 1959, students draw pictures of life as they imagine it will be in the 50 years hence. For a time capsule, Lucinda, an odd child, oh poor girl, poor girl, girl odd child, uh, who hears voices, swiftly writes a long string of numbers like that. Like that right there. Just like that. <laughs> uh, in 2009, the capsule is open. Student Caleb Kessler gets Lucinda's drawing. Uh, and his father, John, an astrophysicist and grieving widower, takes a look. He discovers dates of disasters over the past 50 years with the number who died. Three dates remain, all coming soon. He investigates, learns of Lucinda, and looks for her family. He fears for his son, who starts to hear voices, and who is visited by silent... Who, okay, this wasn't written by somebody who actually was uh, part of the movie here. This is just a run-on sentence at this point. <laughs> Who's visited by a silent stranger who shows him a vision of fire and destruction. What is going on? <laughs> well, okay. I needed to take a breath for a second. Uh, tagline for this movie is knowing is everything. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that is the movie. Um, <sighs> it's really interesting. So I was trying to think to what was going on when this movie came out back in 2009. And, uh, it was, this was the, this was coming out at the tail end of like that numerology, uh, craze like remember like the bible code and all that other crazy stuff that was going yeah. on like in like the uh, i was like uh i think it started right before y2k 
and it's like kind of like it picked up then and then it just kind of like started tapering off over the like following 10 years after y2k and i think this kind of like leaned on that a little bit where everybody was like looking for like numerical patterns to predict the future and it's like this is like very much like following that trend yeah uh, it definitely is and you can kind of tell they played off of that like there, there's mm-hmm. just things on there where you're like okay this kind of feels like a different movie but they made it at least unique um that's for sure yeah it, it w- one thing that i thought was really funny no okay not gonna use the word funny but was whenever he found you know 9-11 that was like the first thing he found <laughs> yeah and I then like, he goes, the one touch point that everybody can recognize but then he goes to the computer to research it and you're like did you forget about 9-11 like did you like, oh did you yeah. not understand the significance of 91101 yeah. oh yeah 9-11 i remember that like dude this is 2009 yeah, I mean, this is not even I like remember, eight years after that. Yeah, yeah. I uh, to this day I remember. Like, I don't know. Just I thought it was funny that like that was a big aha moment in his mind. But you're like, dude, like really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, also, uh, also, I, I also, I would also say though, like, it's like again, it's only eight years past this, so it's not even a full decade past nine uh, eleven, and it's like to bring it up that soon in, uh, to bring it up that soon in, like, uh, just reference. I feel like is like just like treading. It's like you got to trade carefully. It's like I feel like you can more easily refer to it now. It's like yeah. it's like uh, how people were like uh, talking about uh, like how soon is it before we start seeing Hollywood referring to like COVID nineteen in like pop culture references. Yeah, um, it's like I don't. This probably wasn't the first time that the nine eleven was referred to in Hollywood, uh, some Hollywood project, but it's got to be like one of the earlier ones where it's like referred to as like part of like some kind of other like larger plot device. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was interesting, but um. I okay. I'm trying to think of. I don't want to get into the likes and dislikes yet. So uh, talk about some scene. We'll go from there because like that's all I can think about. So talk about the movie, Anthony. So talk about the movie. So so what really doesn't so so what really is is like they find the page full of these numbers, uh, and it just like it just kind of careens off from there. So it's like okay. So part one. Act one is like uh, his uh, Caleb find, gets this. Uh, he just gets given randomly. It's like not even like uh, it's. It seems like totally randomly. He receives this paper uh, with all the numbers on it from Lucinda, who wrote it back in 1959, um, from the teacher who was the teacher back in the 1950s. So she's 80, 90 years old. She's got Alzheimer's and all this other stuff. Anyways. Um, so Caleb gets it, uh, son of, uh, Nicholas Cage's character, uh, uh, Kessler. John? What's his name? Uh, John, yeah. John Kessler. Yeah. 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 So, and he's an astrophysicist for MIT. Uh, so like I'm rocking my MIT style cardigan here. Um, but, uh, it's so just, just so happens he does research into solar, flares and all this other stuff uh so he's got the skills that apply very shortly at the end of the movie um 
anyways uh so we get this uh he's and he starts making the connection pretty quickly 9 11 it's like and he starts attaching it to all these other disasters that have happened over the past 50 years uh but then aliens I don't I understand the relationship between the aliens and the numbers. I even till this never day, like so, a line you're drawn. Yeah, it there's uh, it's such a twist that I I didn't necessarily care for. Uh Yeah, it, it's just so it's strange. Twist. It's like it's like were the are the are the aliens able to predict the future or are the aliens terrorists and that they're setting up all these like did the aliens kill John's wife by setting a fire in a hotel? Yeah, it's so weird. It's it's so I don't know. It's like they so uh, I'm trying to think of the words, but it's just disasters, 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 and then it's such a weird boomer into aliens. You're like, wait. Yeah. They never explain why they never explain why they know these disasters are coming up. Yeah. It, I mean, it and it's just like, okay, are we saying in this movie that these aliens are our god? Did they create the earth? Did Which they Because cuz like at the very end you see the aliens pop up and they become their like glowing like a, they yeah. start looking like aliens from AI and they have I, this is the first time I ever noticed this. They have wings. Oh, I didn't notice that. They look that. like angels. So I bet that's kind of what it's supposed to be, is like they're our yeah. creators. And... But yet somehow... They know the future. And they make children bear the weight of knowing the end of the world. And... I like... I don't know. It's wild. <laughs> I will. I will say the the actor who plays the uh, lead alien, he's got some great face acting going on in this movie. Uh, towards the end there, when he's like uh, when uh, Jacob's or Caleb's trying to bring his dad uh, to this new planet they end up on, and he's like he's like, all right, let's come, let's come on, let's go. And the 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 uh, head alien, he's like, it's like, what do you mean? He's like. <laughs> he's like it's like come on you know you know you can't bring your dad come on but it's like, it's like no worries it. it's like yeah don't make me say it <laughs> um but i it's so even before that i i it, it, i think it's done very well of a movie yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's interesting. I I was actually doing some research on the uh, on the critical reception. It was mixed, but Roger Ebert did give it two thumbs up. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking at the reviews, and it really is all over the place. People either yeah. like it or don't. Um, yeah, you either loved it or hated it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard for me because it's. It's such a toss-up. So truly, at the end of this, when it comes time to rate it, I'm not sure when I'm going to rate it. Uh, just because it is such a toss-up of a movie. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like there are things that I, I loved in this movie, and there are things that I just hated in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
that makes it so hard to figure out how how I would rate it and if I would even suggest somebody to watch this. Yeah. Um, but so um, do you want to move into likes and dislikes about this? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. All right. So, Anthony, tell us one of your let's go to the dislikes so we can end on a happy note. <laughs> dislikes. So uh, things I disliked about this movie. So this movie uh, in the beginning, uh, there's a scene where uh, interesting, uh, interesting fact about this movie. This is Liam Hemsworth's first uh, film credit. He's been on he was on Australian TV a lot. Uh, part of this but he was uh this is his first quote-unquote film he was in uh before he was in like uh i guess his big role was in uh hunger games but uh i he did not have a significant role in this movie but i only mentioned that to say that uh the setup for this movie is when uh john kessler nick cage's character he's teaching his class uh he's doing lecture at mit uh in his astrophysics class i guess uh talking about uh, determinism versus just randomness of the universe. And it kind of, he kind of sets up the thesis of the movie where it's like, is the world just random? And it's just random shit just happens and like nobody can predict it. Or is it like all like quote unquote God's plan and stuff that you could like, somebody has a plan for everything and everything's going to happen in a certain way. Uh, and I feel like he sets it up for this like argument between it's random or it's uh, or it's deterministic and it's all going to happen in a certain way because somebody planned it that way. So they set it up like that, but ends up being that uh, like not very long after this scene, they get the numbers and it's basically like, yeah, not random, boop, deterministic, 100 uh, percent. Somebody has a plan. Everybody knows it's like you can just follow these dates and you know that these people are going to die this day. These people are going to die this day. These people died on all these days. And it was predicted 50 years ago. Uh, so I feel like they set up this really interesting uh, idea and I feel like they just didn't hit the nail on that head. They didn't let that linger where it was like a question of it was never a question if the numbers were true or not. They tried to like uh, 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 John's uh, John's coworker played by. Uh, uh, played by Ben Mendelsohn, who, again, another great actor that was in this movie. He was uh, uh, a director Orson Krennic in uh, Rogue One, and he plays uh, one of the scroll in uh, uh, Captain Marvel. Um, but he like he made this he was like making the argument where like this is just random and you're just like looking to something that's not real, but like. <sighs> whether it's from the advertising in the movie or what it's like, it's just like, you never question the fact of whether these numbers are legit or not, because they just like provide so much overwhelming em evidence to you, the viewer that these numbers are legit. And so this whole argument of like determinism versus randomness is like randomness is like never given enough and any, any weight for its side of the argument. And so it's like, as a, as a, like a, as an idea of the world is random versus the world is just like on this certain path it's just it never works to like kind of like argue th at that point i guess and so that was like my one thing i was disappointed with this movie it's like it just kind of sets that up by that idea uh because again like john john kessler's whole thing is that it's the world is random because his wife supposedly died randomly uh and like he was very much a non-believer in like religion or anything else which they make a point several times to show like he's like yeah estranged from his father who's a pastor and is like he like has to like he has 
somewhat maybe harsh things to say about like there's nothing else in the universe just just us uh on earth uh but he's like oh that doesn't mean that like you, your mom's not in heaven or anything and his son's like well you don't believe in heaven it's like well you can believe in heaven if you want so um but anyways uh but as soon as this paper as soon as we see this paper and it comes out and we know what it's for there's no weight to the randomness argument anymore. There's no question anymore. Um, so that was the one thing I was disappointed about. I feel like that could have added a little bit of extra, uh, another facet to this movie. I feel like it would have been pretty good if, if it was a question of this, if this was legit or not. That's the one thing I didn't particularly care for in this movie. No, I get that. I really do. Um, I kind of thought the same, honestly. Like, I, 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 I feel like they wanted a argument that you couldn't have anymore. Yeah. Um, so there's two things. One's quick and it drove me nuts. So whenever, you know, it shows, uh, Lucinda, is that what her Mm -hmm. kid's name? Whenever it shows her as a kid and they're looking for her, they're all using flashlights. Turn on the lights. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Is the power out? There, yeah, there's no sign of power outage. There's no sign of anything. But all of a sudden, it's like they're using bad flashlights to look around. And 19, 1950s can, flashlights. Yeah, and you can see like lights on the ceiling. I was thinking, there's got to be like a light switch right here. Flip it on. Boom! You found her. I don't know. Uh, I this is this, this was in the 1950s. We were fighting the commies. You know, we uh, we had to ration our resources so we could put them towards the fight towards the Soviets. All right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that. I don't. That's just something I caught immediately. I was just like, "What the hell, are y'all doing?" <laughs> <laughs> um, my other. So yeah, the other thing that I disliked, I would say the most, was. The lack of, I mean, in a sense, it was leading up to aliens, but it's just a, I don't know. I wanted more. Mm-hmm. I would like, it's just like, okay, I want to know more of like, you know, because they had plenty of things that they could cut out to be like, you know, oh, you know, fi- figuring out just like, oh man, like. This is like alien technology, you know, just just something. I don't know. I just yeah. felt like it was so. What? Whenever it's like, boom, aliens, you're like. Like, why? Like, why did we go that route? Was that the, the easy, inexpensive way out where they were like, OK, so I don't know. Like, it just felt so weird to me to throw in there. Should like, have been more mo people something <laughs> something but it's just like there's these aliens i mean and, and i get the whole like leaving it up to uh everybody to figure it out on themselves i'm all for that but what kind of mm. throws you off is the random alien people that you see that obviously like their body like it's a disguise Right, right, right. So you see them throughout the thing. So you think, I don't know. I didn't think aliens immediately. I thought it was like, oh, these people know what's going on. And so for them to turn alien, I, I don't know. To me, I just feel like that's such a sh- just crazy turn 
that makes it's like you want. It's it's really funny because it's not even clear that they're aliens until this guy's like, "Hey, look, I ate a flashlight." Uh. <laughs> yeah, and you see that you're thinking, "Okay." So uh, honestly, my thought was, is it alien or is it like possession? Like, are we go which route are we going? Are we going spiritual uh, fight or are we going alien fight? Like, you know, you know what I mean? It would like, be really interesting. I would be curious to see which way it went if it was like ghosts, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. It was like polter poltergeists plus and- plus solar. Uh, flares going on. <laughs> like even the like the reason I even thought that was because of the whole beginning part of talking about religion and God and whether the, all that's there or not. You know, so that's why I was like, okay, so is this going to turn into God is real and and like this is the end of the world? You know, like yeah, are we are we about to get into the uh, left behind? Is this? Is this Nicholas Cage goes from knowing to left behind? Is this where we bridge the gap? <laughs> this is this is the bridge movie of today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I just it's like I almost wanted better information about the aliens. Just a little bit yeah. more. Like, like really, I don't think it would need to be a ton more. Just a little bit, I think would be great. See, the thing is like we don't know. It's like, are these people like are these aliens like running a zoo or something? It's like, and right, now they're, yeah. they're just in like this human exhibit where it's like the aliens come to see, and it's like, uh, and here we have the humans. They are from Earth, a planet that is no longer uh, ha- habitable. Um, these are the last of their species. They're an endangered species. Uh, and you see, they're roaming in this nice habitat we provided for them, um, but it's not biologic- biologically compatible with them. They can't yeah. eat anything there. <laughs> it's like, I just, I just felt like it was just a a, a strange, strange turn. Yeah, um, we don't know, we don't know what they want with these people. Yeah, and I think the whole like ending thought of like the you see the kids kids running to the tree, uh-huh. and you're like, I think people's thoughts are supposed to be, oh, it's a new start, but it's just like I look at it as cool. We just let you roam around on this random fucking planet. Good luck. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm finding food. Yeah. Start from scratch, you idiots. Yeah. <laughs> but uh all right, so things we liked. Um I guess you can go first on that, Anthony. The things I like about this movie. So this movie got a lot of awards for its special effects. So if there is it's you know what we watch a lot of these movies and I feel like they spend a lot of their budget on like one thing. And I feel like they spend a lot of their budget on like just one thing and they spend it on their special effects. Now this was a well-funded movie. Don't get me wrong. This well, this is a well-funded movie. They did a lot of with their budget. I think this movie was what, fifty million dollars to make? Uh let me look down. See. Like I think it was fifty million. I think it ended up making like four hundred million or something like that. Budget fifty, yeah, yeah, fifty million dollars. They did so much with this movie. They filmed it in Australia. It's supposed to be in Boston, um, and so I was. I mean, I couldn't tell it was happening. wasn't happening in Cambridge and Boston and all these other places in Lexington. Um, but the uh, there's this 
the sequence that everybody if you talk about this movie the sequence that everybody knows about i actually sent like i to 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 remind ryan uh during the course of this movie during the course of preparing for this movie to let him know like what he was in for i sent him the scene which is the most popular scene for this movie and it's the plane crash scene when uh when Nicolas Cage like realizes that the list is legit. So he's like in this traffic jam trying to go get his son from the school because uh, he's in charge of carpool. Uh, and uh, there's just traffic jam because there's an accident. Uh, and then all of a sudden you hear, <laughs> and I swear, this is the sound that the first, the first thing I hear when this plane is crashing, it's like hitting these electrical wires, these high, these high tension uh, electrical wires, but it sounds like, the sound of picking up rings in Sonic the Hedgehog is like what I hear. It's like ding, ding, yeah. ding, ding, ding. Uh, so I feel like they took that sound effect and added it to this plane crash. But so it hits that. Uh, and then like you see like the plane crashing in a field over to the right side of the street. Uh, Cause he's like out there talking to the police officer, trying to figure out what's going on so he can get, get his kid. Uh, and then so Nicolas Cage's character runs out in the field to like help out as as, as well as he can. Uh, and there's just people like running around. Um, there's like fire and all this other stuff. You can definitely, you can tell the fire is green screened because he's like reaching into the fire to try to save people, which you couldn't legit do if there was like a, like a jet fuel fire uh, with people in yeah. it. You couldn't like just reach into it. Like no matter how much you wanted to, uh, your body would just be like, no, 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 no you're burning you just don't do that um but there was that there's the scene at the end uh where like everything's just being destroyed by the solar flares um like boston new york uh it's like everything's getting decimated there's there's that there's still effects those effects too where it's a lot of cg um and it's like they spent a lot of time a lot of quality effort getting a lot of the CG work done, a lot of the, like, scenes with people, scenes without people. It just came across high quality, great work. And so things I loved about this movie, like, on top of, like, uh, on top of, like, the ending of this movie, because it really supplanted, it really just helped with the ending of this movie and just, like, kind of just, like, stuck the fork in it at the end. It's like, hey, Earth is done. Um, it just kind of, like, just kind of hit helped hit that, period at the end of the sentence uh it's like a lot of the cg there it's just, they just did really good work with that so yeah that was my thing i really liked about this movie <clears throat> i agree it's it's so um it's very pleasing to watch mm -hmm. uh they even for 2009 i mean it's crazy to think yeah. how long ago 2009 was now um it looks fantastic it really does mm -hmm. um so uh, for my likes is the acting. Um, it was I felt like everybody did top notch work. Yeah, even Rose Byrne for whatever little she got. Yeah, she did really good too. Yeah, yeah, I I, I really liked it. Everybody they uh, they sold me on their characters. Mm -hmm. Um. I really, you know, and I mean, Nicolas Cage was Nicolas Cage in The Knowing. Like, I don't feel like he was actually playing a character. I feel like he was just playing Nicolas Cage. Um, 
it's like become is, is it is it like he's the rock where he's like like any movie that the rock is in is not playing the character he's playing the rock in yeah. this case it's like any any movie nick cage is in, he's just playing nick cage and that's i think i talked about this not too long ago where with nicholas cage he's the type of actor it's like he's either going to go extreme where he is you know, like on Vampire's Kiss, like he, he was not Nicolas Cage. He was that crazy fucking person and he does it well or. He's Nicolas Cage, right? Like Nicolas Cage pretending to just be himself in a movie given a different name. Like. I feel like that's what it is is like he plays the same character. It's calm. You know, it's kind of like the same person in every single movie or. It's the extreme opposite. Like, there's no in between for him. Um, so I feel like with this one, we got like a little bit of that. Like, out, we got like a, a few outbursts of Nicolas Cage energy there, but it never yeah. went full like Nick Cage. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why it's just like he's like on the calm part mm -hmm. for this movie, which is fine. Uh, as soon as it started, my wife goes, Oh, what accent is this supposed to be? Because he said he does an accent. <laughs> in every movie and he's like yeah. you don't <laughs> um so yeah so for even even for like nicholas cage playing nicholas cage as whatever his character name was but like i i still i still was in i was still sucked in uh interested i stayed you know e even with the the goofy little things here and there of course but mm -hmm. it's just like him like Finding the numbers, just like everything about the acting, I thought was really, really good. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I, I like that part a lot. But um, so I would say the thing that I find that the best bit of acting I actually found was like the small moment where he's going to kind of check on his son, um, to make sure he's turning off the TV because we saw him making sure he's turning off the TV when he's watching that tiger documentary. But he like pops his head in the room and he's watching the video. His son is watching the video of his uh, now deceased wife. Um, and uh, the son says good, good night to his mom and all that stuff. But he's like, so like distraught by it that he has to go like, like, like go like pour himself like uh, bourbon, whiskey, whatever. And just like, to like just calm his nerves. I felt like that scene was just like very good acting. Cause I, I believed it hundred percent. Yeah. No, I, I definitely I I agree with that. And it's yeah. so rare for me. It's so rare for Nicolas Cage to actually like rope you into a moment. Yeah, that's like that. So he did a great job right there. Um, yeah, I, I, I just thought it was top notch acting on this guy. Mm -hmm. So. All right, so. Let's move on to the rating. So, of course, we are on Letterboxd. Look us up at Let's Do a Podcast. Um, Anthony, one through five, you can do halves. What would you rate this? I would rate this as a four. This movie a four. This movie, this movie, well, its thesis doesn't, at least the thesis, the thesis as I understand it, it doesn't stick with it very well. It does stick the landing where it's it's not one of those things where like the hero like they make they make it look like the hero can save the day 
uh, where it ends up being the problem is too big for the hero. He can't do it. He ends up doing this thing where he re- reconciles with his family at the last moment, which they set up as kind of this thread in the mid movie there. Um, and but ultimately, it's just there's nothing that can be done. It's just like desperation uh, the, or this this whole play of despair where uh, humanity is saved, yes, by these aliens, but ultimately the Earth is destroyed. Um, so they don't like shy away from it. They end up, it's, it's very, uh, infinity war esque, you know, where ultimately the bad guy, the bad guy being the solar flare wins. Um, and they, I mean, the, everybody dies, everybody else dies. So I, I really like that they did, they went through with it. Um, and so I, that's why I give this movie a four. They, they just really suck the landing. It was really good. <clears throat> so uh we'll give it a total of three and a half because I, I was leaning towards three. So I mm-hmm. think three and a half is a good, you know, in between. Um yeah, I, I overall I I did like this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh it's not on my list of favorite movies from Nicolas Cage. Um, but it's definitely on the like list for me. Uh, I would suggest people to watch this movie. I think it's really interesting. It obviously, you know, it kept me in, like watching. I, I was, even though this was, I think this is probably the third time I've seen this movie, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I was still interested. I was still watching. And even though I knew it was coming at the end, I'm still like, what the fuck? The aliens. Like, that's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> Um, about the aliens yeah <laughs> yeah i've watched it so many times i still haven't figured this out um so i i think it's worth a watch um so yeah there you go three and a half stars that's what let's do a podcast gives uh so out of all the movies we watched for cage fest which one was your favorite out of all of them I still have to say it's unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah, I I yeah. agree. It's the it's the new one, but it's like Nick Cage gets to be Nick Cage, and I I feel like it just leans in all leans into all the tropes of Nicolas Cage, uh, and it just it just works so well. And and then I I love that this whole GIF meme has come out of it just recently of the whole uh, part where Pedro Pascal and uh, and uh, his character. Javi and uh, Nick Cage are uh, on LSD. Have you seen this meme floating around? <laughs> I've used it so many times. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's, it's like it's like just now being used. Uh, just like it's like it must be. It must have been this inspiration from Cage Fest uh, from us be. just like discussing the movie. Yeah, it had, it had to, be. to be it. <laughs> but the whole thing where it's like you just have like Nick Cage just kind of. And then uh, Pedro Pascal is just like, it's just like, I love it. Um, but yeah, that's my favorite movie of the ones we've done this year. Unbearable weight of massive talent. It's going to be hard to beat that. So yeah, that's my favorite one of this year. Okay. So that or Willie's Wonderland. Oh, but we watched that last year. Yeah. But wh- wh- which one do you like more? Oh, that's hard. That is difficult. Um, that's what she said. Yeah. 
<laughs> and, you know, Pedro Pascal is so charming and he's in everything now. I also have to go with uh, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent just for the sheer ensemble for that movie. Now, if we're talking about something that is a pure... Uh, a pure Nick Cage effort than Willy's Wonderland all the way. But if we're looking for like a, an ensemble type movie, then it's unbearable weight of massive talent. So, gotcha. Yeah. No, yeah. for me, I, I, it's it's still Willy's Wonderland. I mean that that's going to be that's my number one mm-hmm. of all Nicolas Cage movies. And then yeah, unbearable talent. That is my number two of all Nicolas Cage movies. Oh. So, uh. And they're like they're so close to each other. It's both are great. Um, man, that's Cage Fest. That was Cage Fest. It was a good Put Cage a Fest. It. it made me. It, it's the Cage Fest that I needed. Mm-hmm. You know, I was nervous coming back that our first series was going to be Cage Fest, but yeah. it worked out. It was good time. Restored um, my faith in Nicolas Cage. Yes, yes. And I'm very, very excited to uh, start doing some random movies. Nice. Right for it. We totally didn't even plan what our next one is, so I won't be able to tell y'all. If I remember, I'll post about it once we figure it out. Hopefully, we'll we'll figure it out this week. (laughs) Um, All right. So, let's talk about... Did you finish your beer? Wait, wait, wait. Oh. I'm officially done. All right. Let's talk about our beers. Uh, so mine, I would give it a strong four and a half. I think four and, four and a half out of five. Four and a half. Yeah. Oh, damn. It's, it's so good. It really, like, it's such an easy drink. I, uh, oh my God. It's amazing. It really is. Like, I don't know what else to say about it besides four and a half. Amazing. I, after we log, like get off of here, I might go open one of the other ones that I have. Like, nice. It's so good. And it's because it's blessed. That's just, that, that can be the only solution that that can be the only reason why it's so good. It's blessed by the aliens. Blessed by the blessed by the aliens. Yeah. Blessed by the aliens. I was like a pale Belgian pale ale. I never thought I'd see the day when a Belgian pale ale would make higher than four. Dude, I, I, I somehow I need to get some of this to you. <laughs> I, uh, I guess I, I'll be I'll be a believer when I get to try it. Yeah, I. This is beer that I would gladly send back home. Yeah. Maybe yeah, I'll I'm see already, seeing, I'm already seeing your on. rating on uh, on Untapped here. I don't think I actually put a rating. Maybe I did, but yeah, I'm I'm seeing it right here. Yeah, here's a boom four and a half friend there. Boom. Oh yeah, oh, I did rate it. <laughs> yeah, it's oh my god. It, I'm very very happy with. I'm glad that I found this place. And honestly, the beer is pretty cheap too, which is hey nice. Very surprising. It's for, they must be a nonprofit if they're a, a religious org there. Yeah. Yeah. For how high quality stuff they have, it's mm-hmm. so cheap that I'm like, like, I like you could easily make a killing off of this. But anyways, so there you go. There's mine. Four and a half. Fantastic. Makes my heart happy. My belly full. Anthony, what you got? 
So I was super stoked about the IPA from Martin House I had last week, which again, I, I said this last week, Martin House is really not known for its IPAs. It's really no more for its sours. Uh, this week I came back down to earth. Uh, Battle Horse, American IPA. Again, I'm. if you listen to us for a long time, I'm biased against American IPAs. And this is my cross to bear. Um, but I will say I rate this as a 3.5 ops. Um, yeah. so yeah, not bad for an American, uh, for an American IPA. It's good. Um, but, uh, battle horse, India pale ale, not my favorite, but if for an American IPA, it's pretty good. So, okay. 3.5. <clears throat> there you go. Um, also, again, awesome can art from Martin house. They're just killing it on the can art game. Yeah. Some awesome. Um, so. Thing of the week. That's right. Um, I have to think of one. So, Anthony, you're up. So, my thing of the week. So, I was thinking, I was talking about, uh, so uh, the first thing I was going to talk about for thing of the week was new socks. I'm buying new socks. Um, and I was going to talk about how comfortable socks are. However, uh, the thing I was reminded of uh, when we were talking about drinking and running uh, was there's a, uh, there's a rally that I want to take part in, and I can't remember specifically where it's at. It's not in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, I feel like that's something maybe I, if I want it to happen, I'm going to have to organize it, which it seems like a big project that maybe I can do in the next several years. But anyways, there's a rally. 10 mile run where you run a series of uh, one mile loops. Every loop you stop at a pub and you have to eat a series, eat or drink a series of items. That's like uh, mile one, you drink like a pint of beer. Mile two, you have to eat a basket of onion rings. And then after you've eaten that, then you have to go no do another mile, eat like a cheeseburger. Mile three, you have to eat another thing, drink another Ugh. thing, four. And you have to, <laughs> so basically whoever finishes the 10 miles first wins the race. But like for every mile, you run, you run a mile. Which, you know, depending on how fast you are, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, whoever, however much of a speed demon you are. Um, but you basically, it's the challenge is not just a running challenge. It's also an eating challenge. Uh, and so it sounds like something I'd love to try once. So, um, so some of these eating, drinking, uh, running challenges, I would love to try one of those. Um, it's not just running for like four hours on end, which nothing wrong with it. You want to do it? I've done it. I'll probably do it again. But uh, I'd love to try some stuff that just kind of throw something else in the middle of there, because uh, yeah. it's just it makes it more interesting. Uh, may puke your guts out at the end of it, but yeah, yeah, it sounds uh, terrible so, to me, yeah. honestly. So yeah, maybe gross, <laughs> but that's my thing of the week is just these weird running challenges. I'd love to try one, uh, and also I'd love to wear some new socks randomly so new socks are great um you know what like i i'm trying to think and i really feel like i don't have necessarily like a new thing right now really is so i'm having like pretty bad back issues so once mm -hmm. i like log out of work or like i'm done doing something all my free time is like laying in bed on a hot pad or something like it's like i'm not very adventurous right now so what i'll go with is finding food 
that makes you have a actual physical reaction and goodness. I know it sounds weird, but so I'm pretty sure I've shared in here before on the podcast that so I used to be a chef. I worked in the food industry 12 years. I was, you know, sous chef, went to culinary school, all that kind of stuff. So like I can appreciate like I I appreciate food and alcohol and mixed drink like i i can i don't know like i just have i feel like a different appreciation for that kind of stuff due to that um but last night we went well last night for me a few days ago for all of you (laughs) we went and got sushi um because we're celebrating the wife's birthday and everything and um so she was like, I want to eat really good sushi. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of research trying to figure out where in Oregon I should go because there are so many. I was like, you have access to good fish now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we went, we found this place. It's like an hour, 15 minutes away. Uh, we got there. And of course, there was a wait. I didn't even think to make reservations. Mm-hmm. But anyways, it's like. It, like it was such a cool place they sat us at the bar where you can see like all the you watch them make it and stuff like that um i had for the first time ever i had um oh no oh no i'm blinking it must have been the sushi it must have been so good you can't even remember it was it octopus i feel like it was raw octopus um and it was the most amazing thing hmm, interesting. so like we so we got a bunch of different stuff different rolls all that stuff and then we did just like a chef's choice of i can't remember what it's called but it's like the sushi where they just like lay the fish on top of a little little thing of the rice yeah so it's not the roll yeah, but sushi yeah 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 so we did like chef choice they gave us 10 just miscellaneous and i had it and I was blown away. I was like, even Hannah was just like, I, she was like, I like whenever you get excited about food because I guess I have this look or something, but I was just yeah. so <laughs> blown. I was like, that is probably the best sushi I've ever had in my life. I mean, in general, the whole thing was really, really good. I didn't have to use soy sauce. Like just the fish had so oh, much that's flavor. The best. Yeah, yeah. That's the best. Yeah. yeah like, Everything was so flavorful, just the fish by itself. But yeah, that that octopus. Oh my god! And so, like at first, like after I ate, I was like, I don't know what that was. I have to figure. It. So Hannah was just like, we saw him making another one. So Hannah was like, Sir, what? Like, what's that one? He's like, octopus. I was like, I want, I want more. Yeah. So, so to finish off the night, we we got two more. One for me, and one for her. She didn't really care for it, but I mean, that's the thing with sushi is like, right, right, right. Like, yeah, she she likes the darker, the fattier ones. And I don't I like it all. But uh, so anyways, so my thing of the week is just like, I don't know, finding that food that like. Or if you eat it, you just feel just. Just so like happy, in a sense, like that, yeah. that happy food, the internal happy dance there. Yeah. yeah, just like, I mean, the whole night afterwards, I was thinking, I can't wait to go back. I can't wait right. to go back and have that again. That that one on top of everything else. But 
And that's kind of what got me thinking of like, I'm ready for the home brewery, like my home brewery. Like mm-hmm. that's because like, that's kind of what made me thinking about like odd muse was like, I remember going there and trying a beer and just thinking, oh, this is like, this is my beer. Like this is my home right. beer. And so like, I'm, I, I'm ready to find that here where I can go there. I'm like, Oh yes. Like the beer it's close. You know, it's, in our hometown, like I'm just I like I'm ready for that feeling here. So I don't know. It's a very odd thing of the week, very all over the place. But hey. you know, I get to interpret that it. It's still a thing, and it's, it's still, still a week. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully next time I'll actually have some something that you can actually listen to or watch or play or whatever. Hey, my thing was running till you throw up, so <laughs> nothing sure. wrong with yours. So, um, am I missing anything else, or are we done? So we rated our beer. Yeah, we said our thing of the week. Uh huh. Ryan, where can people find us if they want to see us do things? Nice. So, uh, you can of course check us out on Letterbox, like I've said already, which is Let's Do a Podcast. You can check us out on. Twitch at Let's Twitch a Pod, Instagram and Let's Instapod, Facebook, Let's Do a Podcast. And of course, you can listen to us wherever you want to. Um, and oh, the YouTubes, of course, Let's Do a Podcast. Yes. Uh, if you will, please leave us a rating, uh, whether it's a star rating or an actual review that helps the podcast get out there a little bit more. Uh, if you have any beer or movies you recommend, please hit us up. We, we'd love to do, we'd love to watch something that you guys recommend to us or try to drink something that you guys recommend to us. Yeah. If you don't recommend something, we're just going to watch sleigh bells over and over and over again. That's right. Sleigh bells on repeat for the rest of the year. So giddy. Please up. don't make us do that. That's so terrible. <laughs> That's so awful. Uh, we will pick a movie and post it by a Friday this week, I promise, so you guys can watch it. Because that's been the feedback. The only feedback is people want to know ahead of time so they can watch it. Mm-hmm. So I'm you glad, guys want to watch. Glad people want to suffer with us. Yeah, so guys, thank you so much for hanging out for Cage Fest. It's been a great one. And yeah, my name is Ryan. My name is Anthony. And... Let's end this podcast that we're doing. This this was a podcast. Let's end the podcast. It's the best, most awkward ending ever. Bye, everybody. Bye.